All right, well, welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective. Sup, bitches. We have more stories. Um, Derek is here again. Lovely. We all love that. And uh, the stuff we're going to be talking about, we got war crimes confirmed in Ukraine. Wow. Always that's a lovely a, That's topic. a shocker. That's a real shocker. A real, a real surprise. That's a real surprise. But, um, and actually, and there, there's some debunking that was done of supposed um, faking, faking of the massacres by the Azov Battalion. Uh, the BBC <laughs> literally went through point by point all of Russia's things that they said was wrong with that. And they kind of like debunked all of them. Mm -hmm. So that, that's an interesting uh, I mean, thing to read. Yeah, the Azov Battalion, re like, relationship with the whole conflict is interesting. It's interesting, and it's, and it's fucked up. It's weird. And then we get Russia's claim that they've taken Mariupol, but they kind of haven't. Because there's 2,000 troops chilling out still in the city in a certain area, so we'll talk about that. We got massive, fantastic news coming out of Quebec, right? They are finally banning... All oil and gas development. No more farting in Quebec. No more. <laughs> Coincidentally, beans have been ripped from the shelves and recalled. Um, uh, the, uh, the provision for that was called No Stinky Frenchman uh, Bill. The No Stinky Frenchman Bill. <laughs> do, you was think, do you think getting rid of beans would get rid of the French stank? What? There's a French stank? I didn't know there was a French stank. I'm just being racist. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, French people. Okay. Ah, uh, well, French people uh, is funny. Uh-huh. Because they're white. Uh-huh. Why don't your sign say stop? Arret. Okay. So starting off with the beginning, we got satellite imagery that came out of uh, imagery of Buka that, uh, that shows the bodies lying on the street. This is two weeks before the Russians left the town, which is important because Russia was saying, oh, after we left the town, then the bodies showed up there. I'm trying to say that the Ukrainians... But this, out of nowhere? <laughs> out of nowhere. Just, well, that they were lying down fake dead. Because uh, there's a video that we're going to uh, watch okay. that of, uh, of them, Ukrainian convoy, driving through the streets, and there's a bunch of dead bodies on the side. Yeah. And it appears that one of the bodies moves its arm. Um, but they, they explain that situation Fuck, here. Bro. They explain that situation. But according to satellite imagery, those bodies were there two weeks before the Russians left the town. Yeah. In the same points. And why, why would bodies appear after Russia leaves? If they were trying to fake it. We've had, I mean, we've had false flags. Like, we yeah. remember Syria with the gas? Yeah. The gas, and then they intercepted the internal communications between the Syrian, uh, like, uh... Well, I uh, think there's still, there's still, uh... It was, it was not them who did it. You know, like... But there was gas that happened there. Yes, it was, yeah, the gas was done. Gas was done. They farted on the citizens. Lethal. But it was who did the gassing. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Still but, in contention. But if you see here, we got pictures of bodies in this area with the uh, destroyed car on the right side of the road. And in the video, um, and from pictures, we see that exact layout. Um, source image from Mixar, 19th of March, 2022. Video from 1st April, 2022. So this was the video on the left. And then these are the satellite images on the right. And so you see it's the same body layout. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> They're there two weeks before. 
You think that they, they were they doing the long haul? Yeah, it's like a the Ukrainian resistance in the city before uh, Russia left decided we're gonna fake this massacre and went out and lied down. And I'm like out. instinctually trying to think of a joke here to say, and it, I'm stopping myself because that's super fucking stump. Uh, but yeah, I mean this this is more of the um of the footage by the way buka its location as you can see here on the top right of the map very close to kiev top left so that is northwest of kiev so very close to the capital um a lot of people lived there and so the satellite images as we just saw contradicts what the russian foreign minister sergey lavrov had claimed that it was all staged and there are multiple claims that they made uh that will go through but um Listen, I believe that uh, that Russia killed them and left them there. That's a hundred percent realistic in my. You think you think the Russians would just be why? like a little bit better at the espionage? <laughs> like they'd be like, oh yeah, we massacred these people. Anyways, let's just leave them out in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. Like, bro, bro, for real? I guess they were thinking that um, the Ukrainians weren't going to be able to uh, take back the town, but. Uh, on how it happened so here's you can the still original get satellite video. footage of it all it's not like right you it's not like we don't hide it you literally can see the convoy <laughs> movements via google maps yeah there's yeah. a picture of that it shows literally you can't hide traffic any of that congestion shit. through certain roads and that was the roads the convoys were coming through of the russians you literally <laughs> can see that funny also, do you see the number one most read on the right there is Mike Tyson punch passenger after bottle throw? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, why is that number one? I also saw the, I, I watched the video of uh, Mike Tyson punching this dude, and it was so awkward. It was, it was pretty funny. What is going on? Why do people care? I, mean, I do. Is Mike Tyson punching people in public is hilarious. It's not good, but it's funny. <laughs> he's, a, he's a menace. To, to the no, the other being. guy was being a menace. The other guy threw a bottle at him. Okay, well, here's the video, uh, or part of it, that shows them driving through, and it's a slowed-down version by the fucking BBC, because, of course, they can't show the full thing, because they're bullshit. But, uh, where's the one with this dude moving his fucking arm? It's this guy that they're saying moves his arm. You see how his hand comes up? Yeah, he moved his arm. Like, that does look like his arm. Look, uh, his hand uh, comes up. And what they're saying is... Visible in another part of... Highlighted similar marks visible in another part of the video. Alright, so what they're saying is... They're just showing the same fucking thing. Oh! Oh, is that a raindrop? What? <laughs> they're saying it's something like a fucking about... ghost video <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the the uh, ball of light uh flows through the camera and they're just like oh it's a ghost oh, it's a ghost, oh, it's a ghost move his arm a ghost move his arm <laughs> ghost move his arm he was still dead a phantom we've circled this mark which looks like a raindrop or a speck of dirt along with similar marks visible on the windscreen earlier in this video it does look like he moved his arm it looks though. like he moved his fucking arm what the fuck that being said I 100% believe, I think it's highly plausible that uh, Russia killed these people and just left them there. I also think it's highly possible that the Azov Battalion uh, staged this because the Azov Battalion is not known for being. Okay, like, but here's the thing. 
what, honorable like uh soldiers like you know? is is the satellite footage staged then and and here's the thing we see not just a little spec move but we see actually maybe it is only that white spec moving his arm it's hard to tell okay go back it's so low fucking you quality see his elbow move oh fuck yeah you see his elbow moves. explain that one Fucking Alex Jones shit right here. Why is it gonna be 240p? Yeah, you see his yeah. fucking elbow move. Get yeah, the he, fuck out of here. So, like... His fucking elbow body? move. They could also just see, be dead the bodies. And then the Azov Battalion moved them out there and they told some other people to lay down to make it look more... But uh, no, they can't have because the satellite footage was two weeks before the Russians left. So how could the Azov Battalion have moved them out on the road? Now, here's the thing. No. Those guys in particular, I don't, it doesn't say these bodies in particular, the dude who moves his arm, was yeah. confirmed by satellite footage. They don't say that. No, because go back to the satellite photo. This one? We have the one with the car, and then we have one with uh, a van on the side. These ones were confirmed. Um, and then... This might have been... Well, I'm just been. thinking, where's the fence? Like, you go back down, there's a red fence, right? In the video? On the left-hand side, yeah. there's a red fence? There's a fence. Now, go back up. Are, are there fences? Could be that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is this even the same fucking street? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't exactly say. Right? So, like... It could be both. Both could be true. <laughs> you know? We're doing some real journalism here. <laughs> and then they make a whole bunch of other claims. Like the Russians were like, yo, actually, actually. That guy literally does not give a fuck that there's a body there. He has his paper and he's going to go take a shit in like the fucking outhouse over on the side there. That's what that guy's doing. Claim satellite images were taken before Russian, after Russians departed. Uh, pro Russian social media account is claiming that the Maxar satellite pictures were taken afterward, but that's not true. At the time on March 19th, that's when they were taken. The Russians were in control, so it doesn't make sense. There's this weird thing bodies were not stiff. And how the fuck do you know? You poke them? Did you poke them well, all? Well, the one's arm moved, so. Well, yeah, maybe one guy was a bit loose, actually. Rigamorphous. Yeah, the ghost orb moved his fucking arm. <laughs> I mean, rigamorphous <laughs> sets in in, uh, I, is no, but like... he said, no, but he said, they asked a, a forensic dude, <laughs> whatever, and he said, rigamorphous subsides after a certain time. Does it? Yeah. Oh. I guess so, that kind of makes sense. We asked a forensic pathologist for their opinion whether a body would be expected to be stiffened after four days. One who has worked in places including Kosovo and Rwanda, um, he did not want to be named, Told the BBC that by four days, rigor mortis yeah. has usually subsided. So, like, rigor mortis sets in in uh, 12 hours. That's some, or at least it does on chickens. That's where I got that information from. Okay. Um, I would assume it's very similar for humans <laughs> or like all living beings. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that they would, uh, like, because shit explodes, right? That's not, uh, decomposes. decomposes that, yeah. And then it starts to get hard. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and also the other claim was that not a single resident has suffered from any violent action. And of course, everybody who lived there was like, bruv. That's even a ridiculous claim to make at all, considering that it's a war zone. 
and there's civilians yeah. there there's gonna be some whether or not it was a massacre or not there's definitely gonna be people being hurt via violent actions and there's a whole bunch of eyewitness reports saying that yes there was i'm a hundred percent certain killings they killed people there yeah illegally not like soldiers killing soldiers and stuff like that they definitely killed civilians they killed non-combatants which is yeah. a big no-no so i mean they of course they're going to do that it's russia the local teacher told Human Rights Watch on 4th March that Russian forces rounded up five men and summarily executed one of them. Crazy. Like, every single fucking army does this shit. It's yeah. the fucking army. It's literally war. It doesn't fucking matter what. Like, if you have nukes, uh, international law does not fucking matter. You're yeah. above international law. That's what nukes give you. Uh. That's why whenever, like, the U.S. goes into a third world country and they're just like... We want to do deals with you, but you have to give up your nukes because they want to be able to bully them. Yeah. And like invade them and invade them. Right. Because yeah. once you uh, if you have nukes, you're above international law and you can fucking do whatever the fuck you want. Basically. Yeah, basically, basically. That's why people you say might get sanctioned, though, you might. But like. Better than getting invaded. Yeah, that is better than getting invaded. But uh, what was it? Russia, the United Nations voted unanimously to remove Russia from the uh, UN panel on human rights. The yeah. Russia's no longer can veto <laughs> UN decisions. <laughs> that's probably a good thing. No, that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. That's good. They should have done that a long fucking time ago after yeah. they took Georgia and Crimea. Yeah. Right? It's kind of crazy that they only did that now. I mean, at least those regions were more, like, closer to Russia. They're a lot closer politically to Russia and culturally to Russia. Yeah. Than the entirety of Ukraine, which has a long history of not liking Russia. Yeah. You know, like getting starved out. <laughs> Listen, bro, that happened like one time. Then Kazakhstan would have, should have the same opinion then. Yeah. Because that wasn't just Ukraine that suffered the uh, famines. It was Kazakhstan as well. But people yeah, doesn't but fucking talk about Kazakhstan for some reason. Um, I don't know I, why. There's a, there's a lot... Maybe because I don't know that many people from Kazakhstan. Okay. I know a lot of fucking Ukrainians. There's a lot of Ukrainians in fucking Only Manitoba, Kazakhstan so. you've been, you've been uh, exposed to was uh, Borat. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch the Borat shit. Yeah. Just the Rudy Giuliani one. That one was funny. Where he reached into his pants, being like, grabbing his junk and shit. <laughs> There's like a 14-year-old that girl. That girl was crazy. That girl was fucking nuts. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Russia doing bad shit, as always, nothing new there. Um, and now going to the war that everybody wants to know about still, right, Derek? Still invested? Well, I'm still invested in this war as any other fucking war on the planet. Okay, there we go. So Vladimir Putin went on TV and said that Mari Mariupol had been liberated, but that's not necessarily true for those who are unfamiliar with what liberated is. of life that's what they liberated <laughs> the russians so they want to control ukraine's coastline and crimea would therefore have direct like there would be a troop corridor between them and crimea so that's a, that's why they want to take mariupol which is sitting yeah. right on the uh edge of the black sea it's, Str a, it's a strategically town. that's the best uh, option for them because of the uh water 
shit. Some some bullshit there. Because of the water shit. No, because the Crimea is running out of water. They're having a water crisis, right? And that's part of the reason why they want to get into Ukraine is to uh, ease up that um, um, supply chain mm-hmm. or however it works. It's not really supply chain, but... Yes. So, unfortunately, there's one important port city in the way, which is Mariupol. And they were given the opportunity to surrender um, by the Russian forces, I think, a few weeks ago, and they denied that, even though they've been completely surrounded. And it seems like there's not much chance of uh, Ukrainian forces breaking through the Russian lines to um, alleviate them of this blockade, of the siege they're being put under. Now, Vladimir Putin came out and said, yep, we took the city. We took it, but in, in, there's a one problem. There's a massive steel plant that's called the Azovstal steel plant, where estimated Russia estimates 2,000 Ukrainian troops are still holding out. Okay, that's a lot of troops. That's a lot of goddamn troops. Okay, and so here's I'm going to show a picture of it. It's uh it's 11 kilometers long. That's the Azov steel plant. It's still billowing smoke. And uh, there's still workers. There's some. That's what I was thinking. Are they still, Are they fucking, still working? fucking working, dude? Like they're like, ah, oh, shit. We don't fucking. Listen, they're bro. like, no. If there's a war zone, this is some Amazon shit, right? This is some if there's a war Amazon zone. You're shit. still coming into work, bro. Tornado, fucking artillery shells, same thing. You better get your ass to work, bitch. I swear to God. And so, <laughs> it's eleven square kilometers. It's fucking huge. And it is threaded with some 24 kilometers of tunnels and bunkers. Yeah, so they're not, they're not getting that anytime soon. Exactly. They're, so They're not getting that. Any, they have to surrender. They have to starve them out. That's the only option. So I read something that apparently Vladimir Putin himself canceled the assault, the would-be assault on that plant to have the uh, Russian troops break in. Um, you know, have the Russian troops storm the facility. Yeah. Apparently, he himself canceled that and, uh, and said they're just going to switch to a blockade situation. They're just going to blockade it and starve them out. Because, like, are, what are they going to do? Are they going to mount a push out of the facility? I'm pretty no, sure they're... No, because... Okay, so... They're surrounded. They're surrounded, so they're not going to come out. They know that plant better than the Russians, right? Yeah, the Russians are fucked. If they try and get that plant... Oh, they have, fuck, dude. Um, they have the advantage of knowing the tunnels. Yeah, it's Especially like... Especially because right now, they're stuck in the tunnels. Or and there's the whole in plan and the, everything, right? They're stuck there, and there's workers there, most likely. I guess still working. And uh, the the I don't workers, workers are probably there. going to help the army. I don't think there's workers there anymore. I don't know. I think they all left. I don't know. There's probably still some people because, I mean, I don't know. There will be some workers there. There's stuff that has to be maintained. I think so. after the war was declared, I think they may have been like, all right, everybody go home. <laughs> or maybe they didn't need that steel. Who knows? Yeah, um, I don't know. But they know the tunnels. And when uh, if Russia tries to go in, they're blind, not knowing anything. Yeah. They're just going to get fucking clapped. 24 kilometers of, of tunnels and bunkers is shit. It's like, it's like Iwo Jima. The steel plant is like the fucking island of Iwo Jima. And yeah. then Russia is like the American army trying to invade. And there's just tunnels that just literally, you know, spiderweb throughout the entire mountains and yeah. shit. Um, and in fact, what was it? The last, because of that, how, how intricate the tunnel system was, yeah. how, how dense it was, the last Japanese soldier to surrender in the war surrendered in 1972, I think, or 1975, one of those. Because what happened was they got the call. There were still, after they'd taken, you know, the war ended in what, April, May? May of 1945? 
on 15th august yeah so they got the they were still chilling out in the in the caves in iwo jima i, f- I forget the name of the uh, um of the mountain there there's a giant mountain there um and and they got the call over radio that they had surrendered <laughs> and they just didn't believe it they're like this is propaganda <laughs> This is propaganda. And there was like, I think, six or seven of them. Yeah. And then slowly as the years went by, you know, they started to go down. They started to, you know, defect and leave mm-hmm. until there was like, like one dude left and he was still like fucking doing raids and shit. <laughs> he was still going out at night and like yeah. doing raids and like shooting people. <laughs> and like, they're like, what the fuck is this lunatic? And then finally he, uh, he surrendered in the 70s. In the 70s. He's doing that. He he really enjoyed doing raids. Twenty five <laughs> years. That dude was so fucking brainwashed, man. Twenty five years. The Japanese were though. Oh, holy for sure. shit! Yeah. But that was twenty five years of fucking living yeah. in a cave <laughs> and getting no radio, yeah. complete radio silence. Well, imagine just being on your own, being like, "I'm fighting this war on my own," and you survive for twenty five <laughs> years. You must One have a man, god complex, dude. That guy must have had what was it last last Japanese? Soldier. Imagine going twenty five years without pussy. That's what it, it does to a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He like had a <laughs> yeah. Nineteen seventy four. Oh, he was not in Iwo Jima. He was uh, in the Philippine jungles for 25 okay, years. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. The Japanese holdout. Well, here's, here you go. Here's, here's all of them. I read one happened on Iwo Jima. Maybe I was wrong. But that's a lot of holdouts. <laughs> yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> that's, how, that's how into it, man. Into it they were. Well, it was like they would rather die at war than surrender, right? Well, I think they... I think the idea was that they just, well, I mean, there were some of them definitely believed that, but then there are other ones who were just like, no, that's propaganda. They just didn't believe it. Corporal, he died. One dude died, killed in a clash of Filipino soldiers in May 1954. 1955, this one dude, he, Luzon, what the fuck is that? In the Philippines. He made a suicide by hanging himself rather than, quote, return to Japan in defeat. Yo. Yeah, exactly. That's the fucking crazy. That's the crazy shit I was talking about. <laughs> fucking they crazy would rather shit. die or kill themselves than to admit defeat, which is insane. I'm also doing some free uh, advertising here. No, we're not going to show that. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. I'm blur, blur it. That. I'm going to blur that. Blur it. <laughs> um, yeah, Shinobi must know the difference between victory and honor or whatever honor and victory bro bring him yes. back to Sekiro yes let's go bro. did I tell you <laughs> anyways continuing on with our stories continuing <laughs> on very serious very good news citizens the Quebec the French people they have finally won the fight to ban oil and gas development in Quebec and it, they became on Tuesday the first jurisdiction in the world to explicitly ban oil and gas development in its territory after two decades of environmental organizations and citizens groups trying to do that. Now, one of the things I don't like about the bill is that it did give compensation to oil and gas companies. <laughs> <laughs> after they said you're not allowed to do development here. $100 million was Why? given out by the National Assembly, which is more, more than the companies wanted. They wanted $500 million. And they said, no, we'll give you a hundy, though. Bruv. 
Why? <laughs> we need to give them money. Why? We already give them so much money. <laughs> they already made so much cash, I know. But no, that wasn't enough. We, we they... give them money to build, and then when we say you can't build, we give them more money? Yes. Yes. That is the cycle of government subsidies to oil and gas companies. <laughs> give them more money. This is why no everybody hates politicians. This is the Fucking exact stuff. reason. At least they banned it. I guess, but it's like, you can't just like it do wasn't the a right clean thing. Win. It wasn't a clean win. You just can't do the right you thing never once. get a clean win, a textbook win. It's always, they always scuff a little bit. It's like, no matter what politician it is, it's like, how can we make it look like we're doing the right thing, but don't? They did do the right thing. It's just, they Yeah, but like, how can, how can you do the right thing, scuff. but scuff make it. it kind of bad? But make it kind of bad. Just scuff it how, a little bit. How, how do we hurt ourselves in the next election? We're gonna Just give a guys, little bit. We're going to give you guys <laughs> a dental care program, but we're going to means test it and put it at households that are $90,000 or under. <laughs> it's like, why'd you scuff it? You know? So, I swear to God, all these guys like choke themselves while they jerk off. Why is that related? How is that related? What? They gotta hurt themselves somehow. Oh yeah. Like, well, if I just feel good the whole time, then it's not a balanced. I'm not yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not appealing to both sides. Yeah. They're such a centrist, they can't even enjoy pleasure. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> they got the belt there. Oh, <laughs> oh god. That dude, that was uh, uh People have died doing that. Uh, Imagine you're that guy. Your body's found, Why and you got your dick in your hand, and a belt around your neck. Why are you referencing Robin Williams right now with the belt? <laughs> Bro, he just hung himself. He wasn't jerking off. Dick no, again. but he hung himself with the belt. Yeah. There's lots of people that have hung And he was in a belt. film where his son dies from hanging himself while jerking off. Was he? Yes, he was. What film? I forget the name. But he was in a film where that happened. You. you don't? No. What? We're going to search. I, I want to see the scene. World's greatest dad. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, play, Robin Williams played a failed screenwriter whose on-screen son accidentally kills himself during an act of autoerotic asphyxiation. But Williams' character stages the death to look like a conventional suicide and then inadvertently becomes an anti-suicide advocate. So he finds his son with this dick in his hand dead. It's a drama comedy. Yes. And so he finds his son with this dick in his hand dead. And so what he does is he zips his son, puts his cock away and zips it up. And then makes it look like a regular suicide. That way he keeps his dignity. That's the film. Dog. How do you pitch that? I, uh, it's a satirical black comedy drama. Yeah. Film. Okay. That yeah. is definitely a black comedy drama. I mean, that's funny. I give him that. That's pretty fun. I, ha I haven't seen I've heard of the film, but I haven't seen it. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. In, in, in the, the National Legislature or whatever the fuck it was called, <laughs> they had almost unanimous support except for 10 uh, elected representatives of the Quebec Solidaire. They abstained. But everyone else, the Coalition of Avenir Quebec, the Liberal Party, and the Parti Québécois, they all voted in favor. So it was a large... You know, it was a large win. And no, that's good. And it's interesting that it came out of Quebec. Right. And not like BC. Yeah. Well, you know. You know, because no one really thinks of Quebec as a progressive place. 
No, they're weird. That's the thing. They're just weird. They're, they're weird in what they're progressive with. They're progressive on some things and then just racist on others. <laughs> they're just they're like, selectively progressive. Yeah. They're selectively it's leftist. It's fucking weird. I mean, also, Quebec was able to do this, though, because... They, they don't really they're have not any beholden. They're not beholden to, you know, oil companies like Alberta. Yeah, well, if Alberta did that, then they kind of... Their whole economy goes under, so... That's why they're reluctant to do it. Well, they shouldn't have built their economy in the house of cards. Well, yeah, but no. they have to play with the card they have right in the, like the hand they have yeah, right yeah. now, right? Mm -hmm. So what we need to do with Alberta is uh, put a whole bunch of different jobs there. We have to start building green energy in, in their province. Yeah. So that they get fucking shit to do. Yeah. But also, how do you, how do you retrain those workers? Because you, you could probably retrain some of them. But you just like, have to do that. They also have to want to. The other thing. Well, yeah. You can't just be like, Kate, now you work in a fucking battery factory, bitch. Well, uh, no, I don't think you retrain them to work on the green energy shit. You tell all the workers, hey guys, all of you guys, if you want this job, you get first dibs in the jobs for the green energy shit. To build the stuff and to work on it. And well, that and would the training. Be, well, of course they would need training if you get hired. Lots of the training was going to take a long time to do. Well, it's going to take a long time to build the shit anyways. Yeah, that's isn't true. It? That's true. Right? So, there you go. Well, hire them to do, like, construction. Construction's not that hard. You just need, like, people that know what they're doing, and then they can tell to do shit. That's yeah. literally how they train you. Yeah. Like, you don't need any qualifications to get into construction. You just apply for a job. They're just like, are you a hard worker? You go, I guess. And they're just like, Kate, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and then you work up and you learn and shit and all that, but you're just a grunt. Yeah, you're you're basically a grunt. I worked in construction for six weeks before I got a nice cushy uh, office job. I didn't know that, but um, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, anyways, yes, you did. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, so, <laughs> this anyways, is how, this is how involved Cole is in uh, my life. You just never let me in. Uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> the next, the final story, it's just a tiny one. It's a tiny little, little bing, little bing dop. We got Crown Corporations proposes a bigger building to replace the Prime Minister's residence at 24 Sus Sussex. They want it bigger so we can host better events. <laughs> That's why. Whoa, whoa. Prime Minister's residence at 24 Sussex needs repairs. Expected to cost roughly $36.6 million? Dollars? Bro, what the fuck happened? Does somebody leave the sink on on the third floor? No, nah, they're probably putting security shit in there. Like, top-of-the-line security shit. This is repairs, though. It doesn't say, like, like up-to-date shit. It just means repair the bitch. How broken are this the shower? <laughs> <laughs> saying. Yeah, somebody must have left the sink on on the fucking third floor, and it flooded everything. That's the only thing I can imagine. This is repairs, though. You gotta think repairs. Yeah. They're not going to tell you what they have in there. Wow. Well, I mean, high-tech it's shit. It's replaced as it's not fit to serve as the home of a major world leader. What is that? What then? the fuck? New report by the Crown Corporation responsible for government buildings in Ottawa. Okay, if that's not fit to serve <laughs> as a home for a major world leader. I would say that that makes it, the more shittier it is, the more fit it is. Yeah. Because they're living in a shithole. The earth is shitty. And they made it that way. Okay? Okay. You fucking flush baby wipes <laughs> down your, your fucking 13th uh, bathroom. 
toilet. And now the sewage sewer system is all fucked up. I'm not now you gotta live to, like that. I'm not allowed to use double ply in my house. Because what? This isn't like a rule of the house. The septic guy comes in and he yells at us. He literally yells at us. <laughs> use uh, toilet paper that's too uh, thick. He's like, you're not allowed to do that. Well, you're, you're not allowed to do that. Are you even uh, living in a... A first world country if you have to wipe your asshole at home with single ply. Like, like, that, like you might as well just grab a, a piece of loose leaf and try and fucking rub your asshole. Because we don't have it. a fucking, like, a bidet? sewage. Get a, get a bidet. That's the only way. I've used one and it's fucking weird. I do not like it. What do you mean you don't like it? Just imagine ice cold water spraying <laughs> your asshole. <laughs> ice cold it's ice cold oh it's fuck. so bad i hated it i did it once and i'm just like i'm never doing that again and then i stood up and my butt's wet and I'm yeah just it's like, wet <laughs> you need to get that dryer the ass dryer too you sit your ass in it dries your asshole you just spread your cheeks <laughs> yes <laughs> and then and then the waft of whatever scent is from your asshole is now being blown up into the air as it dries your butthole no wonder Europe uses all this bullshit. Yeah, Europe is fucking fucking weird, perverts. Dude. Actually, if anything, they're more civilized, dude. Why? Why you gotta wipe it manually? Like, just have water do it. But you wash you your hands. Have it, you, you gotta have it asshole. at like heated to body temperature. <laughs> you you know? need to have a heated tank. Yeah, you can have a heated tank next to your toilet of heated water. But do you want ice cold water just spring up into your asshole? <laughs> well, it would be better You're than getting no water. like an enema. <laughs> an e enema? Enema? Like from it is like nasty. I hated it. Em and eminas? I don't even know how to say it. Enema. Enema. Enemy? Enema. Enema. I feel like fucking. Enemy with an A at the end. You're like Nemo trying to say. An a C anem anemones? Anemones? <laughs> C anemones. That's what I feel like right now. So, yes, isn't this ridiculous? The National Capital Commission outlined numerous requirements for new official residents. Well, Trudeau just wants, like, three separate rooms. Three separate... Spy on people's I iPhones. I thought he was going to say three separate red rooms to fuck his wife in. <laughs> They're going to say that. Why is it $36.6 million fucking dollars? The overall state of the official residence has continued to deteriorate due to years of chronic underfunding. <laughs> the repair does not... Include specific architectural plans for future official residents. It does lay out the dimensions of a building that could serve as both a home to the Prime Minister and a venue for official events. Uh, the proposal residence would cover more than 15,000 square feet. It would include a 5,352 square foot housing hosting area that could accommodate up to 125 people. The residential portion of the proposed building would cover 4,689 square feet. It's not that big, though. That, no, no, the residential portion is not that, not that big. I mean, that's, but, like, twice the size of my house. Over twice the size of my house, but it's, not like... It's not, it's not no White House. No. Which the whole thing is basically residential. But that's, like, that's like Hassan's house, you know? Shut up. That's, like, the same size, Okay. You know? Those dimensions... Okay, so apparently... So 24 Seconds Drive was built in 1868 and refurbished to become Prime Minister's residence in 1950. I don't think they've done anything to it since 1950. The White House, by comparison, is 56,000 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. 
the official residence of the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom is 71,400 square feet. They have a bigger place? They probably live in a palace, bro. Oh, yeah, it's probably a castle or something. Yeah. It's their official residence. Right. You probably have a house in there. What are you going to do with that in much the space? They have a that's, house a fucking, the that's a fucking like, convention uh. center. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Anyways, that's all the stories we had. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Derek, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I had fun. Sick. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy anyways. it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> anyways, guys, hope Peace you down- homies. download, rate it. You know, five stars. Download the podcast. Tell your friends. Whatever. Uh, that was it, and that was the Canadian presentation. Goodbye. See, See you ya. Bye. Toodaloo.